Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Carl Miller. We talk all things sports. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been over a month and a half since I last broadcasted to you. And I'm sorry about not broadcasting an episode recently. I've just been very busy with a lot of personal stuff. Not issues, just a lot of personal stuff going on. But what a lot to talk about since a month and a half. Um, When I first did the NFL preseason predictions on who I think would make the playoffs, I told you guys in the AFC, the AFC was kind of murky, it looked like. It looked like that was going to be some given as far as the teams making the playoffs and I'm telling you guys right now, I did not expect the Kansas City Chiefs to be where they are at, at 11-2, and with Patrick Mahomes leading the way with 43 touchdowns on the season. And, and it kind of surprises me with Patrick Mahomes, because you would think that a lot of these teams, a lot of the defenses, the coordinators uh, with the film and all that... I'm really surprised that nobody has really been able to pick up on Mahomes' game because you got to remember, he came in late last year for Alex Smith when Alex Smith was still with Kansas City. And now he's his first full year as a starter, and he has the Chiefs at 11 and 2. And it sucks because I think the Chiefs' offense would have been put up more points yesterday against the Ravens. The Chiefs eventually won that game 27-24 in overtime. But if anyone did not see what happened about a week or so ago, Kareem Hunt was released by the Kansas City Chiefs after a video surfaced of Kareem Hunt allegedly kicking a female. This was first reported by TMZ after the incident supposedly happened back in February of this year. And here's the thing. Uh, because a lot there's there has been a lot of criticism uh, lately by the NFL, by the fans, because of stuff that like this has happened to two players. Uh, anyone that knows the 49ers knows that ex-teammate Reuben Foster was cut by the 49ers couple weeks ago and then my Washington Redskins who I will get to in a couple minutes claimed him off of waivers and then shortly after Roger Goodell put him on the commissioner exempt list which excludes him from playing in the games attending any team activities such as meetings or anything like that and he can't be near he can't be near the team the only thing he is allowed to do if the team lets him, is work out with the team at the team facility. 
And there was a picture posted by Ruskin's running back Darius Geis, who is also recovering from injury from a torn ACL he suffered in the preseason game against New England. I will say this. If Darius Geis didn't have a chance at Rookie of the Year, because I believe Saquon, Saquon Barkley has definitely put a stamp on Rookie of the Year for, for himself. Saquon Barkley clearly is the best player from this past year's draft. He clearly was the answer the Giants needed for an offensive spark. And I still don't I still don't like the Giants offensive line. And even though the Giants, after being one and six at one point this year, they have just blown to five and eight after yesterday's beatdown of my Washington Redskins 40 to 16, which I will still again get into that here in a couple minutes. But I believe Darius guys ha- could have had a chance. And there was a picture posted. Darius guys had posted two pictures. Darius guys looked really, really big. Like he was big looking as far as muscle mass wise when he was going into the preseason. But Darius guys looks like he is just mad and he wants revenge because he wasn't able to play out this year. Which led to the Reskins signing Adrian Peterson to the roster. So, it, it, it's it's mind-boggling to think everything that has happened so far this season. Because, I mean, Le'Veon Bell not playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers fell yesterday to the worst team in the NFL. One of the worst teams in the NFL in the Oakland Raiders, 27-24. After their kicker, Chris Boswell, slipped on a potential game-time field goal that would have sent the game into overtime. And the he still got the ball in the air, but the ball was still blocked. So uh, that kind of hurts the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you look at the division in the NFC in the AFC North. There's really no good teams in that. In that, uh, there's really no except for the Steelers and the Ravens. Those are the only two good teams. The Bengals. They got hit by the injury bug on the offensive side with Andy Dalton out for the rest of the year. A.J. Green has been battling injuries the last couple of seasons. He went on the IR. So the Bengals got to find that offense without those two on the offensive side. The Cleveland Browns knocked off the Carolina Panthers yesterday, sending Carolina to their fifth straight loss. Carolina started the season 6-2. and two, And during that time span, Carolina was averaging 27.5 points per game. And ever since they went on that four, now five-game losing streak, Carolina has averaged less than 20 points a game. Now, they did score 20 points yesterday to Cleveland. And I watched a little bit of that game. Yesterday, because the game was broadcasted live on TV, on Fox. And I will say this. Baker Mayfield, I think, is going to be a big, big piece for Cleveland going forward in the future. I And like I said uh, many months ago, I did not expect when Cleveland took Baker Mayfield in the draft, I did not expect Cleveland to to be a playoff contender team. But 
basically, you look at Cleveland. Cleveland is like some of these other teams in the NFL. They can be a spoiler for uh, these teams that have a better record than most of the teams. And Cleveland, I believe, and I'm just saying this, I believe Cleveland played spoiler for Carolina in their hopes of making the playoff as a wild card team. Because if you look at the NFC standings right now, as far as the the playoff picture, Atlanta and the Rams got their divisions clinched. Chicago surprising a lot of people. They won last night 15-6 over the Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff threw a career-high four interceptions. They held Todd Gurley to 28 yards on 11 carries. And Chicago's defense is the real deal. Chicago's defense, I believe, can stop anybody. And I'm saying that in a a way that I'm serious in, in a way, but I don't know if how well that can get them. But Chicago is now 9-4. and four. Chicago has basically eliminated Green Bay from having any chance of winning the division. And tonight, Minnesota travels up to Seattle, who at one point, it looked like Seattle was not even going to be in contention for a playoff spot. And now Seattle's sitting at 7-5. and five. And if you're a team like Washington... Washington needs Seattle to beat Minnesota because right at now as it stands, Seattle and Minnesota both hold the two wildcard spots. Seattle needs to beat Minnesota tonight. Minnesota would fall to 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. And I still think that the ties that happened earlier in the season hurt, hurt some teams. You got to think, if... If Cleveland did not have that tie against Pittsburgh in week one, Cleveland right now could be sitting at six and seven. And if Minnesota didn't have that tie against Green Bay, Minnesota would be sitting at most likely seven and six. So, or six and six, I should say. So, in reality, this game right here is big for, I think, Washington's playoff chances. And and I don't want to take anything away from what Minnesota has done this year. Especially with Adam Thielen, who is obviously a Pro Bowl player. Who obviously, I believe, is going to be a big piece to Kirk Cousins' success in Minnesota. And here's a here's a hometown guy in Adam Thielen who went to the University of Minnesota, went undrafted. Minnesota picked him up, and look at that. I think Kirk Cousins has got a better offensive weapon choices than what he did in Washington because you got Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph. So Kirk Cousins has got the weapons. But I need Seattle to pull out a victory tonight at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I know it's going to be tough because Minnesota has a top 10 defense. But I'm going to need Minnesota tonight to pull out a loss. I just need Minnesota to pull out a loss. Because it's going to be tough. 
that game's going to be fun to watch, but it's going to be tough for Minnesota. I think Minnesota knows that. And, and who knows? This could be a close competitive game. But I'm just saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but I need Minnesota to pull out a loss tonight, and I need Seattle to pull out a W for any chance that Washington has at a wild card spot. Because, speaking of Washington, if you look at the NFC East, not a number of weeks ago, Washington was leading the division by two games at 6-3. and three. And then what happens? Kirk Cousin, I'm sorry, Alex Smith goes down with a gruesome leg injury. And there are there's been reports. I don't know if any of you have seen this on social media or the or ESPN or the NFL network, but there have been multiple reports that Alex Smith's career could be in jeopardy. Because he has had nearly a half dozen surgeries to fix to to take out an infection that set in after the doctors put in a metal rod to stabilize his leg. And anyone who did not see what had happened, I, I didn't really see the injury up close until I re until I rewatched the video. And if you have a sick stomach, do not watch it. I don't really have a sick stomach, but the injury was gruesome. It kind of reminded me of when Lawrence Taylor broke Joe Theismann's leg. When Houston took on Washington in that game, it was 30 years ago to that day that Joe Theismann broke his leg. And Alex Smith suffered a broken fibula and tibula. Two different two different bones. It, it was gruesome to watch. But Ian Rappaport, Adam Scheffner, all the main guys that work for the NFL said that Alex Smith's career is most likely in jeopardy. His 2019 season is up in the air. Alex Smith will most likely not be ready for week one. And then you look at what happened on Thanksgiving against... I'm sorry, you look at what happened in Monday night's game against Philly to Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy fractured his fibula. They said his season was over. But then there, I was I was reading something that said that Colt McCoy, if Washington was to make the playoffs, could return in time for the playoffs. Because anyone knows that once Colt McCoy went down, you look at the options. We had Mark Sanchez. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say there is a reason why, and especially this happened in yesterday's game against the Giants. There is a reason why Mark Sanchez has not played in the NFL in a couple years. There's a reason why Mark Sanchez went from being a franchise hopeful quarterback for the Jets to being out of the league, and he was sitting on his couch just a couple weeks ago. So that tells you something right there because he went 6 of 14 for 38 yards and had two interceptions in the game yesterday against the Giants. And the Giants were without Odell Beckham to a bruised quad. And the Redskins still, still lost badly to a underperforming Giants team 40-16. to And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot recall the last time 
I've seen a NFL team use four different quarterbacks in a season. Washington is going to do that next week, or I'm sorry, this coming Sunday when Washington travels to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Josh Johnson, who has not thrown an NFL pass before yesterday that did not play in a game since 2013 and did not throw an NFL pass since the 2011 season, it's going to be our starter. I've never... I've never seen it before where a NFL team has used four different starting quarterbacks in a season. And there were also reports because a lot of people around the NFL, a lot of fans were getting mad because Washington didn't take a chance with Colin Kaepernick. And there's reports that Colin Kaepernick is willing to play with any team because everyone knows that Colin Kaepernick wants to get back in the NFL. And I read something yesterday saying that Colin Kaepernick would sign with Washington if he wanted to or if he had to. And quite frankly, if I was Washington, you were 6-3 and three at one point. You had a two-game lead in the division. Now you're 6-7. and seven. You lost four straight. You were 2-0 and oh in the division. Now you lost three straight in the division. Take a chance on Colin Kaepernick. Get rid of Mark Sanchez. Send him back home. Take a chance on Colin Kaepernick. If I'm Washington, you look at the the stats for Josh Johnson in yesterday's game. He was 11 of 16. He had 195 yards passing. He threw a touchdown. He threw an interception. He ran the ball seven times for 45 yards. He had a touchdown. Washington was getting blown out. They were down the the largest margin Washington was has ever been down at halftime at home was in yesterday's game. They were down only 7 to nothing after the first quarter. And then the Giants exploded for 27 points. And they were down and the Redskins were down 34 to nothing at half. Fans were booing, and I can understand why. And, and here's the thing. I can now see why the Redskins fans do not go to the home games because Washington has not performed well at home this year at all. Ever since Josh Norman criticized the fans after the win against Tampa, Washington has lost. They they went 0-4 in the game. It, It amazes me what happens. The karma that comes back to bite you when something like this happens. And and I you know honestly I I shouldn't really be upset at my football team because if anyone knows the injury bug that has played sports before whether it be middle school level, high school level or even some of you of my friends that have played at the collegiate level knows that the injury bug can hit at any time. And that's what happened that this is what has happened to Washington the last 2 years. Washington has been hit with the injury bug. It seems like uh, most of the players on the roster go on the IR. I saw something leading up to the Giants game yesterday that over in the last two years, Washington has put over 40-plus players on the IR. The injury bug has hit Washington big. And there's been a lot of criticism for Jay Gruden if he's going to be head coach of the Redskins next year. I honestly don't know what's going to happen with that situation because 
you look at just like I said, the the, the injury bug has hit Washington hard the last two years. Washington has Washington has sent a lot of offensive talent on the IR. Two of our offensive line are on the IR. Trent Williams has basically not really been himself the last two years because of small slash major injuries. And we we lost one of our receivers we signed in the offseason, Paul Richardson, who, by the way, wasn't really doing much to begin with. Josh Doxson hasn't really been who we thought he was going to be when we drafted him from TCU. Jordan Reed suffered a foot injury. It, it honestly is not going to surprise me if Washington does not get rid of Jordan Reed, who's been injury, who, who really, if you can say, has been really injury prone since Washington took him in the draft. Now, when Jordan Reed is healthy, he can be an offensive weapon. He can he can he can make guys wide open, but that just really hasn't been the case this year. Washington has really the the injury bug has been beating Washington up pretty much since week one, and somehow Washington got out to a six six and three start. And I was you know to be honest, I was very surprised at that. And at the time, and I even said this months ago when I was making my predictions for the AFC and the NFC playoff picture for the NFL, I predicted that either Washington or Dallas was going to win the division. And it most likely seems like that Dallas is going to win the division after yesterday's, you know, just beatdown of the defending Super Bowl champion, the Eagles. And I got to say, too, the Eagles have been hit with a bunch of injuries as well on the defensive side. The Eagles have used 13 different backs in on the defense as far as corners, safeties, and whatnot. 13 different players have played for the Philadelphia Eagles on the defensive side. And anyone who knows the Eagles, they were more of the underdog team underdog team last year. 13-3 and three last year, won a Super Bowl title. And now after last night's overtime loss to Dallas, Philly sitting at 6-7. and seven. There is a high chance. There is a high chance that Philly misses out on the playoffs. And Philly has the toughest, the toughest schedule out of anybody in the NFC East. You look at Dallas, Dallas has the easiest schedule in my eyes. Dallas plays the Colts, who in retrospective, if Washington has any chance of doing anything as far as winning the division, Washington needs Indy to beat Dallas this coming Sunday. I don't think it's going to happen. And it's funny because Indy, who got shut out by Jacksonville last week, six to none, beats was beating the hottest football team in football in Houston, 24-21 in Houston. So Deshaun Watson and company now sit at nine and four. 
But hey, you're still leading that AFC South, who a lot of people thought Jacksonville was going to run away with. And Jacksonville now, reports are saying that Jacksonville is going to move on from Blake Bortles after the season. Even after they gave Blake Bortles a contract extension, which I don't know if it, if any of you guys were like this, but it was definitely a, a, a head-scratching moment, to say the least, for for when Jacksonville did that, because I really did not see anything out of Blake Bortles. Really, if you look at it, their offense was really consistent around Leonard Fournette, and their defense is what carried them to the AFC Championship game last year against the New England Patriots. And now you look at where, and now you look at Jacksonville, they're 4 9. Jacksonville going to be one of those teams that made the playoffs last year. Did not is not making the playoffs this year. So it it really this this NFL season has really been a tricky tricky season to say the least. A bunch of teams you thought that were going to perform well didn't perform well. The Atlanta Falcons lost yesterday to Green Bay. 34 to 20. Atlanta fell to 4-9 on the season. With everything that has happened in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy getting fired after losing in a in a ugly loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Mike McCarthy got fired. Joe Philbin was named the interim head coach. Joe Philbin is now 1-0 as the interim head coach. Green Bay goes to 5-7-1 on the season. Aaron Rodgers said reportedly after the game that they're still in it to make a run at the playoffs. You're not in it, Green Bay. You might as well just look forward to next year because you're not in it. But it, th- this season has just been real real, real crazy. I, I did not expect a lot of the things to happen that did. Um, And... It's really been crazy. I did, if anyone out there expected Chicago after the last couple of years, they, they have been poorly. If you expected them to be where they're at after last night's performance at 9-4 and four with a first-year head coach, Matt Nagy, you might have been fooling yourself. I was fooling myself, but it seems like the Bears are the real deal, and the Bears can make a run. I believe in the playoffs. Because right now as it stands, who's going to really want that home field advantage? Because right now it's either up to New Orleans or the Rams. And after last night's performance, the Rams seem like they have some work to do in order to get that home field advantage for any hope at the the playoffs. Any hope for the playoffs of getting that home field advantage. Looking, going into week 15, I, I I really hope that, I, I just hope the best for, for these teams that are continuing their push in the playoffs, and I, I hope, I really do, I hope Washington can pull out a victory over Jacksonville, because like I was mentioning a couple minutes ago, Philly has the toughest remaining schedule 
in the NFC East. They say in the NFL, but I'm going to say in the NFC East. They got the Los Angeles Rams, they got the Houston Texans, and they finish out against Washington. You look at Washington's schedule. Washington faces the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday, then the Tennessee Titans, and obviously the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at Dallas's remaining schedule. Dallas has the Colts this Sunday, then the Buccaneers, and then the Giants. I think the Giants are one of those teams that is trying to play spoiler alert, trying to send people home. Um, I really hope that that Dallas loses the rest of the way because Dallas can clinch. I don't know if anyone saw this or anyone was reading this, but Dallas can basically clinch the division with a win next week against Indy. I honestly think the way Dallas has been playing over the last month or so, Dallas is most likely going to clinch the NFC East. So looking at it for both Philly's perspective and Washington's perspective, you're basically now playing for a wild card spot. And it, it, it always seems to happen every year in the NFL. It always seems to happen for certain divisions. It comes down to really like the last week of the season to determine who's going to win a wild card spot because Washington is not mathematically eliminated yet from the playoffs. I think if Washington loses next week against Jacksonville, Washington is going to basically be mathematically eliminated. Washington, really the only chance I believe Washington has, my Washington Redskins have of of making the playoffs, Washington has to finish 9-7. and seven. They have to basically win out. And even with the Eagles' injuries on defense, their offense is still... They got Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Golden Tate, Carson Wentz. Their offense is still loaded. Zach Ertz. So, really, the only realistic chance Washington has, and this is just me, the only chance really Washington has is winning out and going 9-7. and seven. Dallas, like I said, if Dallas wins... Next week, again, this coming Sunday against Indy, Dallas is going to win the division. And I and I can't really recall, but I want to say that I did say months ago on an episode of my podcast that Dallas or Washington was going to be the division champs. I did also predict that Dallas and Washington was going to make the playoffs. So... Hopefully, one of those come true from, from my predictions. I I really did not expect Chicago to, to be where they're at as far as the, the, the standings, the amount of the amount of wins and losses that they that they've had this year. And I think really the addition when Chicago went out and got Khalil Mack earlier this season. I really think that was just a life spark of of hope for for Chicago. And Chicago's defense was good before that, but they got even better when they got Khalil Mack. And it's funny because 
Khalil, Khalil Mack was holding out in Oakland. And now you got Khalil Mack, who is the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. And behind him is Aaron Donald. And, and Chicago just, they might be the team in the NFC North for a couple years, for, for years to come. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Green Bay, but Green Bay just, they didn't, they didn't really have anything around Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, Detroit, I don't know what to really say about Detroit. Detroit is Detroit. Matthew Stafford, I think, is, is starting to show that he's been there for a long time. And Minnesota, I think, is going to be, I think the, the, the NFC North division is going to be between Chicago, Minnesota, and Green Bay for many years to come. I'm excluding Detroit. Unless I see something happen and Detroit just shocks me going forward in the future, I don't expect Detroit to compete for the NFC North division title anytime soon in the near future. But, but man, guys, this has just been a crazy NFL season. It really has. It's been a crazy NFL season. When Dallas went to go get Amari Cooper and traded away a first-round pick to get Amari, a lot of people said that was crazy. They would have given nothing more than a second, third, possibly fourth-round pick. But after yesterday's performance, Amari Cooper had 10 receptions, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. Amari Cooper, since joining Dallas, has over 600 yards receiving, not even on, I don't think it's even been on 60 catches, and he has now, I believe, six touchdowns since joining Dallas. Amari Cooper gives Dallas what they were missing from Des Bryant, and that is an offensive weapon, because you haven't really heard anything from Cole Beasley. Tavion Austin's been out most of the the second half of the season with a groin injury. Michael Gallup, who no one really heard of, he has some speed. I will I will say that. I watched the game yesterday between Philly and Dallas. Michael Gallup has some speed. Oh, this, this NFL season, and I've been saying this, and I'm going to keep repeating it, it has been really crazy, but it's been fun to watch. It has really been fun to watch. And I can't wait to see how the last remaining three games go for each NFL team. It's going to be fun. So I hope all of you stay tuned. I hope all of you stay tuned for that because it is going to be a fun, fun experience going into the playoffs as January is coming. It is coming. But I want to thank you guys today for tuning into the Let's Talk Sports podcast. As always, I am your host, Carl Mailer. And as always, this is where we talk all things sports.